welcome back to street wisdom the podcast that works on translating wisdom to street level application i am your host priya sachdev and i will be the guest for this podcast as well as we continue our series on uh, sales tips and techniques and um, there's just so much to talk about so think about this um they say your network is your net worth so what's your net worth um uh, think about it and go back and look at platforms where you're building your net worth i know for me the primary one has been linkedin for the past years uh there is facebook and instagram and other platforms that keep catching on but the primary one where i look is linkedin and i know that you know in this digital world that we live in uh we judge our presence expertise and even influence by the likes and followers we have um it takes me back in time and uh, it's a long way back in time but uh, early days in my career i remember that we used to go out there and we had this fetish for collecting business cards so whoever we met with or sometimes didn't even meet with we wanted to get their business card in fact there are times when we ran campaigns which were just to get into a building go to different offices and gather the business cards so you can imagine what we had boxes and boxes of business cards i remember having a couple of shoe boxes and i categorized various shoe boxes with various kind of people whose cards i had collected um i know that i didn't never have a rolodex on my table and i think a part of that was because i didn't really have a table as a seller so the rolodex is this spiral thing that a lot of our bosses kept on their table that was a really fancy way to flip through the business cards and you know what used to happen is that annual diwali cleaning or spring cleaning uh, that some people may do um we used to do that cleaning for our business cards as well and those were the times when you opened up all the boxes and you went through card by card and then some people you knew had changed jobs or even the companies had shut down or weren't relevant to you anymore and you'd throw those cards away so you'd clean up out of the four or five boxes you had maybe come back to two or three and then start to collect more business cards because that's what we did um and now if i look at it i see that we've just translated that same behavior to platforms like linkedin no offense meant to all the people who say they are open networks i'm sure you have a strategy for doing what you do but just speaking out of my own personal experience specifically of being a seller a sales manager and a business owner um i would urge you to think about how many of you are collecting shoe boxes of those digital connects of people and some of them are just sitting there you don't even know them and but that's not important you may not know them question is do they know you it's like saying 
I know Amitabh Bachchan and everybody knows him, but does he know me? And that is the question I ask very often when I look at our LinkedIn connections. Do the people you connect with have any recall of who you are? So let's spend some time talking about some of this stuff today on this podcast. Um, I think for me, the big awareness happened when I started to do consulting and we found that one of the big challenges a lot of sales organizations had or sales functions had was the articulation of the ideal customer profile. So um, I know I'm going a little bit of a back and forth here, but all of us got onto a platform like LinkedIn maybe to get hired, right? It was about building our resume and that resume that told the world how awesome I am so that they would reach out to me, verify the data that I put there and then maybe hire me for their next big job. Um, and this is where we thought creating connections would make us be more important. And I can vouch for this. I, we went and collected um, connections. Anybody and everybody who sent me a connection request, early days, I accepted all the invites. But like I was saying, this awareness started to happen to say, what is your ideal customer profile? And most often um, in the sales teams, this articulation is missing, or if it's there, it's being done with a really broad brush. So it's like, oh, we sell to infrastructure clients. Really? Now that could be a huge vertical, right? So you need to get specific. And I think over the years, um, as we've seen bottom line pressures happen, specifically in sales, we are saying not quantity, but quality matters. You could have as many connections as you have. You may have as many uh, followers that you may have. But if those are not of the relevant audience that you need them to be, it doesn't really matter. And that's what I'm urging you to think about it here, right? So are you, the, are you having the followers and the connections of the people that you want to be with? And are they seeing you in the light that you want to be seen for? A lot of times when I work with sellers, people say, oh, I want to be respected as a subject matter expert. Oh, yes. Go back and look at your profile on LinkedIn. Go and look at the engagement strategy you have on LinkedIn. Are you positioning yourself as a subject matter expert? Because people will see you as you project yourself to be. And this is not really limited to LinkedIn. Go check on your public profile on Facebook. And yes, by the way, you do have a public profile there or on Instagram or on Twitter. And if somebody were to look for you and do a search and all those platforms pop up, what do they know of you? Because gone are the days where we said, oh, but you know, that's Facebook, that's for my friends or that's Instagram and that's a different profile you are one person, right? And people are going to look at you as that one person on all the platforms. People who hire you, people who want to work with you, 
people who even want to have you in their network, they are looking at all the platforms, all the profiles that pop up, and then making a decision in terms of who you are. And I am being careful about saying this because I know a lot of you are going to do this now that you're going to go check me out on all those platforms. And oopsie, you may find a different dimension of me, say on Instagram. But really, this is still me. I try and be as authentic as I can be on social platforms. So coming back here and talking more about LinkedIn, because that's really what I want to focus on today. I want you to think about what is the strategy you're using as you engage on platforms like these. And I do understand uh, that the number of followers you have helps you in the virality and the viability of the content you create specifically if you are a content creator. Um, however, having said that, you still need to have a connection strategy and that be your objective then, right? Um, so think about LinkedIn and LinkedIn is kind of a social business platform. It is social, but it is a business platform. I, I know that it, now we've started to see a lot of personal posts come up on LinkedIn and I appreciate some of those and not all of those, but because remember, LinkedIn is still a business platform and that engagement is keeping that dimension in mind, right? So as a seller, sales practitioner, sales manager, and now going back to being an entrepreneur, um, my objective to be on LinkedIn is to clearly engage with a relevant audience to be seen as an expert in my field and to be able to engage with senior decision makers so that I could have crisper sales cycles, right? And also not to forget that if you were to Google yourself and you can go ahead and try this, of the first few links that pop up on Google, it is going to be your LinkedIn profile unless you have a celebrity name like mine, where you may get overshadowed by somebody else's profile, um, you will have LinkedIn come up specifically on the first page for sure. So here are a few things you could keep in mind if you're looking at making your LinkedIn most effective. And I'm gonna start with saying, go and look at your profile. Is your profile a reflection of who you want to be seen as? Is it the persona you want to project? And I'm no one to say what persona you want to project, but I am here to say, be sure that your persona is projecting who you want to be. If you are a great data scientist or a smart salesperson or a good SDR, or an amazing sales leader, look at your profile and say what elements of your profile validate that persona for you. And you know, a trigger of this uh, podcast uh, incidentally is the fact that I recently did an event and I got a chance to go and look at the profile of about 150 people in my connections. And if any of them are listening to this, oops, sorry. 
but I realize some of them have contact information that they've never updated. Um, their headlines don't match with their role currently because they never bother to update that, right? Uh, they, they just haven't got a picture that reflects how they look currently. So if all of this is true for you, go ahead and it's time to update your profile because data says 75% people, specifically buyers in B2B, confirm that they check out the LinkedIn profile of people they are invited to meet with. So imagine you went and checked somebody's LinkedIn profile and they look like something on their LinkedIn profile. And then you come to a Zoom meeting and they look very different, right? So they went from having black brown hair to having gray pink streaks like me. Uh, it could be a shocker. Um, and unless that is an objective and you want to shock them, ouch, don't do that, right? Now, um, also, your profile is, it's as permanent as putting an ad in the paper, right? It's going to stay there. People are Googling that out. Uh, other people are going and checking it out. You have connections who are maybe giving you referrals. Uh, ensure that your profile is worthy of all of that, if not more. Um, I have said this before, I think in one of my articles as well on my blog, but it's like saying you have premium real estate available and you've put a no trespassing board on it instead of talking about yourself. That's about your profile. The second most important thing I want to talk about, and I'm going to, I think, keep saying this for each of those things I talk about, because I can't decide which is more important than the other. But this is about your connection strategy. And think about who do you need to connect with? You know, what's critical for your role? Why do you want to be on LinkedIn if not to connect with a certain kind of people, right? So identify that and ensure you're connected with those people. Also then think about who do you aspirationally want to connect with? So for example, if I talk about myself, my target audience is business owners, CEOs, CFOs, COOs, sales leaders, managers, sellers, um, and a lot of the sellers and peer level leaders and some of them connect easy with me, right? But I do have an aspirational list of leaders I would love to connect with. Um, and the connecting with them needs kind of a little more groundwork, a little more strategic outreach. And if you think about account-based selling, prospecting, or even the effort to get hired, all of them need a strategy. Um, I have always said this, and I am going to keep saying this till possibly more people start to understand and become aware of this. Uh, today, working with the digital platforms, we work with logarithms, right? And I do not worry about artificial intelligence, but I do worry about human stupidity. And I'm not calling you stupid, but what I am saying is a lot of times we are ignorant about 
some of the basic stuff that we should be consciously working on. And your connection strategy is one of those. So think about that and think about the people that you connect with. I can tell you that if someone reaches out to me uh, for a connection request and I get loads of them every day, um, I have a criteria. I, I've not written it out anywhere, but there is a criteria somewhere at the back of my mind before I accept a connection request. It could be, do you know me or someone I know? A good chance I will connect with you. Did you send me a good connection request message? I will connect with you if it made an impact. Um, are you an open networker who connects with anyone and everyone? I'm sorry, I'm not connecting with you then because I prefer quality over quantity. Are you my relevant audience? Are you someone I would want to reach out and connect with? Absolutely, I will connect with you. Can you help me connect me with my relevant audience? Which means you have people in your network that I would love to be connected with. For sure, I will connect with you. Um, also, somewhere when I'm checking out your profile, when you send me a request, I look for, are you active on LinkedIn? So do you, do you engage with people? Do you write posts? Do you write articles? What do you do there? Because I realized that there is, a, there is very little value in connecting with dormant accounts. Um, I want to grow, grow the connections, grow the network, and actively want to use this platform um, to give me results. So those are some things that I keep in mind. I don't know, you may have your own list of criteria that makes you decide who do you want to connect with and who do you connect with when they reach out to you as well. Um, now, once you've got a great profile and you've got a good connection strategy, the next important thing is your strategy to engage with these connections. Now, this is where I think it's important to be thinking about what do we want to be known for? Why are you on LinkedIn? Why do you want to be on a platform and any platform, be it Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, why do you want to be there? My um, year or my word of this year has been be intentional. And I know those are two words, but I kind of use them together. Um, so be intentional about what you're doing there, right? And this is where creating engagement on LinkedIn is important. Um, and I don't, I don't mean to say that everybody on LinkedIn uh, needs to kind of become a content creator. No, I understand that, that everybody is not going to be able to do that. But engagement strategy is not about creating content. There are so many other things that one could be doing on that platform in terms of engagement, right? And um, I know some of the people who know me will smile when I give this metaphor, but I've always said that, that imagine you're in a large hall filled with people you want to be connected with, right? They're all the relevant people. Um, what are you going to do now? Are you going to go stand by the window and smile at people and hope they come and have a conversation with you? 
or are you going to actively work the room? And that's what engagement does for me, right? You have to actively work the room. So at engagement at the basic level could mean um, liking and commenting on other people's posts. Uh, it could move to that next level of creating uh, your own post. And a post doesn't mean I have to create the content. It could be I read an interesting article on HBR and I want to post my perspective and my view of that HBR article that I want you to find value in. You could be a curator. And in fact, I have started to use that word quite a bit. I'm happy not being a content creator, but being a content curator because everybody's creating content. And I'd rather just translate that wisdom to street level application like this podcast. That's a good sell-in right there. Um, articles, videos, go create them. There, there is so much out there that one could do in terms of engagement. But Remember, staying actively engaged is about establishing your voice and not having a viewpoint or a voice also communicates something to your audience. So unless that is what your objective is be, uh, to be there, which is to be a silent spectator as life passes by, um, be intentional with your engagement strategy. Um, and then the final one there, and um, again, I'm going to say that it's the most critical thing to remember, but it is to say, how do you leverage your network to gain from it? You know, clearly all the above points that I've said require an investment of time. So I want to be sure that you get your roti at the end of it. And the roti means return on time invested. So as you've uh, got a great profile, you've got a connection strategy, you've got your engagement strategy. Last is how are you going to get the results out of this? What's your result strategy, right? So reach out to your network, be it when you need them, or when you are prospecting, because we all agreed to connect with each other, which meant that we want to be leveraged in our connections. Uh, if you remember, uh, platforms like LinkedIn were set up on that concept of five degrees of separation, right? Which said that if I want to connect with anybody in this world, I can connect with someone who can connect with someone who can connect me with that person. And usually I'll find them at my third, fourth, fifth levels. Now I know that at LinkedIn, we only have access to maybe your second and third levels, but that's big enough. And I do not want to have 7,000 followers and 7,000 connections if I'm not able to reach out to them and uh, engage with them and identify if there is value I can bring by what I do to their world right? And that's that's really what you need to look at your network for. Um, I know I've been caught in the fire for saying this in the past when I've said cold outreach is dead. But what I really mean is outreach is not dead. Cold outreach 
is dying as a phenomena because you have platforms like LinkedIn today, right? I can create warm engagement, leveraging social media. We are talking about uh, omnipresence in marketing, um, but this is where that omnipresence comes into play as well, right? So you can engage with people on different social platforms before you pick up the phone and give them a call which is a completely cold call and has only a 1% conversion rate. So uh, go ahead and think about that. And so if, if you heard this podcast and we are still not connected on LinkedIn, I urge you to go find me and send out a connection request and refer to the podcast and let's get connected and leverage each other's network on that. Um, also, just to kind of summarize, if you are to use any of those social platforms effectively, I will urge you to do a couple of things, right? First thing, look at your profile. What are you projecting by your profile? As long as it is aligned to who you want to be, who you want to be respected for, you're good. Otherwise, go ahead and edit it. And um, it's always uh, a good day to start today, right? So you haven't done it so far, that's fine. Go and do that now. Stay updated. Um, ch check your contact info, check your coordinates, uh, check your profile headlines, because these are things that pop out the first. Second thing, what's your connection strategy? Be intentional. Connect with people who bring value to your net worth, right? And if your objective is to be an open networker, then sure, connect with as many people as you'd like to. Uh, look at your engagement strategy. How do you engage with people? What's your voice on these platforms? What do you stand for? What do people understand from things you comment on, things you like? things you say, believe me, everything you do in the digital world is being captured for posterity. You're leaving a legacy through your digital footprint. Your great-grandchildren may be able to see it. Be intentional about your engagement strategy. And finally, what's your result strategy? Because if you're not going to get anything out of being on those social platforms, you might as well not be on them. So go ahead, think about some of these things. I'm literally out of breath, uh, speaking about this, screaming about this, ranting about this. So I hope you're able to pick some pieces out of this wisdom translated to application and apply this. Also, if you like what I spoke about today and you want to stay tuned for more content like this, go ahead, like us and follow us on this podcast because there's going to be more coming from where this came from. Catch you on the next episode. Take care for now.